بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ثم أورثنا الكتاب الذين اصطفينا من عبادنا فمنهم ظالم لنفسه ومنهم مقتصد ومنهم سابق بالخيرات بإذن الله صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الناس قد أضلكم شهر عظيم شهر مبارك شهر فيه ليلة خير من ألف شهر أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم Respected friends and elders As we are all aware We have now entered the last 10 days of the month of Ramadan The final stretch of this auspicious month The time that has passed in this month Has passed so quickly And what has remained will pass even quicker And we are well aware That in the famous hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein he identified the month of Ramadan he introduced the month of Ramadan to the Sahaba Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam labeled the first 10 nights awwaluhu rahmah the first 10 days are the days of mercy the middle 10 days are the days of forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَآخِرُهُ عِتْقٌ مِّنَ النَّارِ And the last ten days are days in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees people from Jahannam. So we commonly know the first ashara is the rahmat ashara. First ten is the rahmat ten. Middle ten, forgiveness. Last ten, freedom from Jahannam. As it Shaykh al-Hadith, Mawana Muhammad Zakariya, Kaan Zihlewi, Rahimahullah, the author of Fazali Amal, has mentioned one hikmat, one reason why why was Rahmat first and then Maghfirat and then freedom from Jahannam? Hazrat Mawana mentions that there are three types of people. One are those who are the very pious. The second are those who have a bit of piety, a bit of obedience in them and a bit of disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their lives. And the third are the sinners, those who have more sin than obedience. And in the verse I recited, which was recited in the Taraweeh tonight as well, in Surah Fatir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that this is a general classification of the ummah. فَمِنْهُمْ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِ Among the ummah will be those who oppress themselves. I mean, these are the sinners. وَمِنْهُمْ مُقْتَصِدٌ They are those who are in between. Those who are moderate. In other words, they sin also, but they also try. And be obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Generally, this is the majority of the ummah. And among them are those who supersede others in good deeds with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mean, these are the very pious. Those that superseded others. Those that are way ahead, mashallah, in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, the Shaykh al-Hadith, Mawana Zakaria rahmatullahi alayhi, mentions that... The first 10 days of Ramadan are in mercy. The, those people who are the very pious, those who remain obedient to Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam throughout the year, from the beginning of Ramadan, they start benefiting and they are eligible for the mercy of Allah. Obviously, they are eligible for the major portion of the mercy of Allah. Otherwise, Allah's mercy engulfs the sinner as well in different ways. 
But those who are the extremely pious, they are the ones who start benefiting from, from the beginning. Then the middle group, those who have sin also in their lives and they have obedience, those whose lives are mixed with obedience and disobedience of Allah, through the barakat of the first 10 days of Ramadan, through fasting during the days of Ramadan, standing up in tahajjud at night, or standing up in taraweeh at night, and engaging in any other amal that takes place, then by the middle 10 days, they start becoming eligible now for the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They start becoming cleansed, and they are purified by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the barakat of the first 10 days of Ramadan. And the last 10 days are the days of freedom from Jahannam, that even the sinners, even those who have got more disobedience in their life than obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who got no sunnah in their life, they have flouted every command, they have done every sin, but they are believers in the karima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Month of Ramadan came and they started fasting. They made that effort to be obedient now in this month. Then by the time the last 10 days of Ramadan come, they also are blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they were in the final stretch of Ramadan, the last 10 days, Allah frees them also from the fire of Jahannam. Now respected friends and elders, there, is, there are also some people, unfortunately in the light of hadith we understand, unfortunately there are some people who Ramadan comes and goes. And there was no difference in their life. Ramadan came and went and he did not earn the mercy of Allah or the forgiveness of Allah or freedom from Jahannam. That is the famous hadith which is normally spoken about at the end of the month of Ramadan wherein Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Ameen to three du'as of Jibreel Ameen. One, one of those du'as or curses, bad du'a, one of the curses that Jibreel had made was Ba'uda man adraka Ramadana falam yughfar lahu. Destruction be to that person who gets the month of Ramadan but is not forgiven. He deserves destruction. In other words, so much of opportunity he had to earn the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to make that change, to cleanse his heart, to cleanse his life and his soul. Ramadan came, the first 10 days also passed. The second 10 days also passed. The last 10 days and the nights, the Mubarak nights came and went. The nights of Qadr, the odd nights of the last 10 nights came and went. And still he was not forgiven. Jibreel alayhi salam curses him. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who was sent as a mercy to mankind, who gave hope to every sinner, who mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy supersedes his anger, who gave hope to everyone. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself also says, Ameen to this dua. Ameen in essence means, O oh Allah, accept the dua. So in other words, even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam endorses this curse of such a person. This is for us to understand, respected friends and elders, that this opportunity Allah has given us is a great opportunity. And if we do not make use of this, then we are really doomed. A hadith in Muslim Sharif, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, yahlika ala Allahi illa halik. The summary of the entire hadith is, there are so many ways to earn your forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are so many ways to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are so many opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us. And despite that, if a person is destroyed, despite that, if he, you know, he was a failure in the dunya and akhirah, he never earned his forgiveness from Allah, he never earned emancipation from Jahannam, 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says only one who really deserves that will end up like that. In the court of Allah, a person who is doomed, if a person is doomed, then he deserves it. Allah save us. In other words, because there is so much of opportunity for us to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Irrespective of the sin a person committed, irrespective of the, of the, of the dark days that are behind us, Allah has given us life. And Allah has given us the opportunity to turn back to Him, which is our ultimate goal of coming into this world. We came in the world to find our Allah. We came in the world to build our akhirah, to build our jannah. We came in the world to revive the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we find ourselves at this important juncture in the month of Ramadan. And a very, very important juncture in our lives. That Allah has blessed us. That we have seen another night like tonight. A night which is the odd night from the last ten nights of Ramadan. Tonight could be the night of Qadr, respected friends and elders. Laylatul Qadr is the greatest night of the year. The most significant night. The best night in the Islamic calendar is the night of Qadr. And that could be tonight. According to Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah, the 21st night of Ramadan has got a lot of chance. Has got a lot of chance of being Laylatul Qadr. In one hadith of Bukhari Sharif we understand that one year in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Laylatul Qadr did fall on the 21st night of Ramadan. So tonight could be the night of Qadr. This is the opportunity Allah has given us. There are people who passed away this morning. Alhamdulillah. They are fortunate that they, they passed away in a, in a Mubarak month of Ramadan. But we are even more fortunate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us another night like tonight to live. We hear in the ta'aleem from fazail amal when the ta'aleem is made that there were two sahaba. One passed away one year earlier than the other. But the one who passed away later, one year later, superseded the, the one who passed away earlier in the court of Allah and went ahead before him into Jannah. So sahaba asked on Nabi of Allah, how come? So Nabi Sassam explained, because the one who lived longer, he did more good deeds. Didn't he, he read one year's more salah? He fasted one year also more in Ramadan. And whatever other good he had done for that one more year. So this Allah, opportunity Allah has given us respected friends and allies. And especially in light of what we have seen in the past year. How many people are near and dear ones. People who we know. People who we don't know. Millions respected friends and allies have been infected and sick. And so many of them have passed away and lost their lives. From all of that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has so to say handpicked us. So that we can be here on a night like tonight. And nights like tonight, respected friends and elders, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave us special guidelines. When he said, إِنَّ لِرَبِّكُمْ فِي أَيَّامِ دَهْرِكُمْ نَفَحَاتٌ فَتَعَرَّضُوا لَهَا Indeed, your Rabb has some reserved moments in time. Your Rabb has got some special moments wherein he emits his mercies. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has reserved some special occasions. And like I said, brothers, Laylatul Qadr is the greatest occasion, the greatest occasion of the entire year. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Allah has reserved some of these times, like Laylatul Qadr, like Shab-i Barat, the 15th of Sha'aban, like the day of Friday, etc. And what should we do? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, فَتَعَرَّضُوا لَهَا Avail yourselves for these moments. These times when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala emits His special mercies, the winds of hidayat, the winds of mercy, the winds of maghfirat, forgiveness, are blown over and, and cover the globe, respected friends and elders. On those occasions, avail yourselves. 
The fact that we are in the masjid, the fact that we have sat for a little while to listen to the talks of deen, is a sign, alhamdulillah, of our iman. It's a sign of our eagerness to benefit from these occasions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has reserved in time. And respected friends and elders, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in speaking on the same topic in another narration, mentions, اِعْمَلُوا الْخَيْرَ دَهْرَكُمْ وَتَعَرَّضُوا لِنَفَحَاتِ رَبِّكُمْ It should not be that you are only in the masjid on an occasion like this. It should not be that you only make ibadah on a night like tonight. It should not be that you only avail yourself on these occasions. No, اِعْمَلُوا الْخَيْرَ دَهْرَكُمْ Strive to do good. Be obedient to Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam your entire lives. The whole year you must strive. But on these occasions we should exert extra. On these occasions, تَعَرَّضُوا لِنَفَحَاتِ رَبِّكُمْ And expose yourselves, avail yourselves for these moments and these mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now is the time to, to increase. Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha mentions in the hadith of Bukhari Sharif and Muslim Sharif that كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ إِذَا دَخَلَ الْعَشْرِ When the last ten nights used to begin, then what would be the condition of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? شَدَّ مِئْزَرَهُ he would tie his belt or tighten his pants. وَأَحْيَا لَيْلَهُ And he would spend the entire night in ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَيْقَضَ أَهْلَهُ And he would wake up, wake up his family, his wives, his, his daughters, his son-in-laws. Wake them up also to engage in the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. شَدَّ مِئْزَرَهُ He would tighten his pants. Two explanations have been given. One is this is a sign of a person preparing himself for exertion, preparing to exert himself extra, preparing to do some, you know, some arduous and difficult task. And the second explanation is, that this was reference to him abstaining from sleeping with his wives on the last ten nights. And obviously he would generally spend the last ten nights in atikaf when a person is away from his family. وَأَحْيَا لَيْلَهُ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to spend the entire night in ibadah. Many of the ulama have mentioned that on other nights Rasulullah used to spend one third of the night, sometimes half the night. But on nights like tonight, respected friends and elders, the entire night he would spend in the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَيْقَضَ أَهْلَهُ And he used to wake up his family as well, which is very, very important. Many a time we find a person, alhamdulillah, he himself has made that effort. He is in the masjid, he's reading his salah, he's making his khatam of Qur'an, he's making his dhikr. He is trying as far as possible to be obedient to Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But the rest of his family, there's no concern for them. There's no effort that he has made on them. No respected friends and elders, we are responsible for them as well. قُوْ أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَهْلِكُمْ nara. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a directive, a command in Qur'an that save yourself and your family from Jahannam. Your family is your responsibility as well. Effort in the home, respected friends and elders, is absolutely crucial. And day by day, day by day, we are becoming more and more negligent of this. That the wives are doing as they please. The children, whether they are with the father, the sons, whether they are with the father in the masjid or not, makes no difference. Or they come with the father to the door of the masjid, father is in the front stuff and the children are outside playing or wasting their time. The daughters and what are their conditions in the home? Respected friends and elders, this is cause for concern. We are, I mean, who else? This, these are our children, these are our wives, this is our family. If we don't make this effort on them, respected friends and Allah, what is going to be their fate? We need to make that effort on ourselves and worry about our fate as well, definitely. 
But together with that, Rasulullah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, Qu anfusakum wa ahlikum, and your family. And here Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is demonstrating to us, his home was the purest of homes. His wives, Azwaj Mutahharat radiallahu ta'ala anhunna ajma'een, were the purest of wives. His daughters were the best of daughters. His son-in-laws were the best of son-in-laws. Despite that, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa would do this to illustrate to us that who, who can match up to that home? Whose wife and children can, and family can match up to that of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? No one. So if the Nabi of Allah went to that extent, then it is our duty as well with regards to our family and our homes to ensure that nights like tonight they spend in the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Other riwayat mention, in preparation for nights like tonight, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to have a bath. He used to have a bath on, on these nights. Some mention on the odd nights. Some mention on every night of the last ten nights. Between Maghrib and Isha, he would have a bath in preparation. So like a person has a bath on a Friday, sunnah bath. Like that to bath on nights like tonight in preparation for this momentous occasion. It's a Mubarak night. Friday is a Mubarak day. And like on Fridays, expected friends and elders, we wear the best of clothes. We are encouraged to dress properly and to wear the best that we have. The Salafi Salihin and the pious predecessors would do the same on nights like tonight. They used to dress properly also for the occasion. Like in the dunya, a man dresses for the occasion. This is a, like I mentioned, and you can never overemphasize it. This is the, this can be the greatest night of the year. This is the ihtimam and this is the importance that our Salaf and our pious predecessors and our elders used to give. Two nights like tonight, respected friends and elders. Those who will prepare like this, they will benefit. Those who wait in anticipation, they are the ones who will benefit. Imam Ghazali rahimahullah mentions regarding Friday, he says, That person who will get the biggest share, in other words, who will benefit the most from Friday, is that person who waits for it and prepares for it from the day before. The person who is preparing for Friday from Thursday, when Friday comes, he's ready. Now he'll benefit. He will benefit the most. The same for nights like tonight, respected friends and elders. Tonight is the first of those nights. Let us anticipate the rest. Let us prepare. Let us follow the guidelines given to us by Allah and His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and maximize, our, maximize the benefit and the opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. On nights like tonight, respected friends and elders, like the hadith mentions, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to spend the entire night in ibadah. The entire night, ahya laylahu, several ulama have explained, actually means standing up in, in, in tahajjud. The entire night in tahajjud. So he's in salat, reciting Quran, making dua in the salah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had a habit of making dua in the nafil salah as well. <coughs> so that is the ideal. But sometimes it is difficult for us to dedicate the entire night to one particular ibadah. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when it came to our nawafil and voluntary deeds, Allah has given us a choice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us so many different types of ibadah. For some people, alhamdulillah, it may be easy to stand up the entire night. Or maybe not easy, but they are able to exert themselves and make that mujahada and stand in tahajjud the entire night. That is the ideal. But some may not be able to do so. Then whatever ibadah we can engage in, whether it be tilawat of Quran, in fact a person should, de- should, should dedicate a portion of his time for all the different types of ibadah. If he can, give sadaqah also on a night like this. Stand up in tahajjud as well. 
make some dhikrullah, recite Qur'an, make, make, engage in dua. Dua is also the next greatest amal on nights like tonight. Tahajjud salat on one hand, and on the other hand, dua, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha had asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that O Nabi of Allah, if I get the night of Qadr, what should I do? And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told her to make dua. And to make the following dua. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni. Oh Allah, you are most forgiving. You love to forgive, so forgive me. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni. So when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked by the most beloved, the most beloved of humans to him, Man ahabbun nasi ilayk, Rasulullah sallam was asked one day, O Nabi of Allah, from all of mankind, who you love the most? He said, Aisha. Aisha radiallahu anha. So his most beloved is asking him about the most important night of the year. If I have to get Laylatul Qadr, what must I do on that night? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave her this guideline. The turn into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in dua and read these words. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni. So dua and specifically dua of maghfirat. To earn our forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the greatest achievement on a night like tonight, respected friends and others. To get your sins forgiven and to earn, to earn your forgive, to get the certificate of forgiveness and maghfirat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest achievement on a night like tonight. That is the message we get from this hadith where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha to recite this dua on a night like tonight. Bare minimum, respected friends and elders, is that a person reads his Isha Salatul Jamaat, read the Fajr Salatul Jamaat, you get the reward of spending the entire night in ibadah. The hadith in Muslim Sharif mentions, Man sallal Isha'a fi jama'atin fakannama qama nisfa layl That person who read his Isha Salat in Jamaat, on any night, it's, he get, it's as if he stood the entire, the half the night in, in Salat. وَمَنْ صَلَّ السُّبْحَ فِي جَمَاعَةٍ فَكَأَنَّمَا قَامَ اللَّيْلَ كُلَّهِ That person who read the Isha also and followed it up with the Fajr Salatul Jamaat, then it's as if he spent the entire night in Salah in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the bare minimum. Obviously those who will physically do that Salah, those who will physically stand and read will be rewarded many more, fouled by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But I'm speaking about the bare minimum is for a person to at least read these two Salahs in Jamaat, Sleep in the state of wudu and don't commit any sin. This is the basic for nights like tonight, respected friends and elders. Sleeping in a state of wudu has got multiple benefits. Among the benefits we learn in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that that person who sleeps in the state of wudu, while he is sleeping, his ruh, his soul goes up to the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is allowed to make sajda under the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know that when we are asleep, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes away a portion of our ruh. Allahu yatawaffal anfusa hina mawtiha wallati lam tamut fi manamiha. Those that are asleep also, like when a person dies, the entire soul is taken away. When a person goes to sleep, then a portion of it is taken away and extracted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all these souls of the believers go up to the arsh of Allah while they are sleeping. But those who slept in the state of wudu, then their souls are allowed to make Sajda under the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine, on a night like tonight, it could be Laylatul Qadr, the person is, is sleeping, maybe snoring on his bed, but his soul is given the honor of making sajda under the arsh and the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And as I mentioned, thirdly, respected friends and elders, from the bare minimum is to abstain from sin. We need to earn Allah's forgiveness and maghfirat, not to add more to the account of sin. Switch off the cell phone. Delete those apps, respected friends and elders. Delete those apps that are distracting us, that are wasting our time, that are inviting us to the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at least for these last ten nights. At least for these last ten nights, delete it. And if you can, then leave the cell phone one side. Don't even use it. But because of need, if a person has to keep it, then at least those things that are distracting him, whether it be obviously those that are taking him towards sin, they, they should be deleted and shunned and removed. Secondly, even if it may not be sin, it's mere gossip, you know, pastime, waste of time, those things also should be removed from the phone so that a person is not distracted on these nights. You have 350 more nights of the year, respected friends and allies, to talk to your friends, to engage in things that are permissible. It may be, you know, maybe something permissible but not rewarding. Don't do it on nights like tonight, respected friends and elders. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq of understanding. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq of realizing this great opportunity that He has given us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our complete maghfirat and our forgiveness tonight, respected friends and elders. And obviously we should be exerting ourselves for every one of the odd nights of the last ten nights. Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah had mentioned with regards to reading the Isha and Fajr Salatul Jamaat, Man salla, man salla al-Isha awa subha من من شهد العشاء والصبح في ليلة القدر فقد أخذ حظه منها. Imam Shafi'i says that that person who read his Isha and Fajr in Jamaat on the night of Qadr, then he has taken a significant portion. He has earned quite a bit from the night of Laylatul Qadr. I'm not saying this to distract us. I'm saying if a person is tired, somebody can't manage, he can't physically do the ibadah, then this is the bare minimum, alhamdulillah. Deen is easy. Deen caters for every sector of society. That person who has the ability, then we saw the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the ideal is to spend the entire night standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or in any other form of ibadah and in dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if a person is unable, then whatever little time he can spend in ibadah, he should do so. But let us ensure, like we read our Isha with Jamaat, let us read our Fajr Salat with Jamaat also, and go back home, do some ibadah, and then abstain from sin and sleep. Better than staying awake and engaging in wrong. If a person cannot do any good, ulama have always encouraged, that if a person can't do any good, then you rather be sleeping. Because in your sleep, you are not disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If remaining awake is going to waste your time in la ya'ni, things that, that, that have got no benefit for you in your deen, if remaining awake is going to lead you into, this, into the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it's better for you to go and sleep. In that way, at least you won't be disobeying Allah on a night like tonight. Imagine how unfortunate, how unfortunate will be those people whose names are written, are written in the list of those who on the night of Qadr also, were disobedient to Allah. On the night of Qadr, they were disobeying Allah. On the night of Qadr, they were looking at wrong on their, on, on their devices. They were watching wrong, they were listening to wrong, they were speaking that which was wrong, they were doing wrong. If on a night of Qadr also, respected friends, that Allah is a person, can't hold himself back, then let me remind you again of that hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he asked Allah to save us, وَلَيْ يَهْلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ إِلَّا هَالِكَ then, then if a person is doomed in a court, if a person is doomed, then he really deserved it, the Nabi of Allah says, because there's so much of opportunity for us to earn our emancipation and savior and salvation from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah give us tawfiq wa akhru da'wan. Alhamdulillah.